1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, AM, Member FDSC. Hi, I'm Paul Holgren. Hey, I'm Travis Connectney. Hi, I'm Chuck Fletcher. Hey, this is Jeremy Roanig. Hi, this is Travis Sanim. Hi, I'm Joel Farby. Hi, this is Derek Broussard. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. Hi. This is Bob Clark. And you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 Oh, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Snow the Goalie, the Flyers podcast, the People's podcast, the Players podcast, the, Players podcast, the Prognosticators podcast, the Pedialyte podcast, which we have to talk about in a second, the Flyers podcast. I'm Russ Joy at Joy on Broad, joined as always by the beautiful soul, the man of the hour, a man who has to be riding high now that your team, your town, your Philadelphia Phillies have won not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but seven consecutive games. Rob Thompson's number one fan, Anthony Sanfilippo, he of the Crossed Up podcast with Bob Wankel for all of your Phillies coverage, my pal. Anthony Sanfilippo, find him on Twitter at Anson Philly. How are you, you beautiful man, you? Well, I mean, if you know, people just
0: listen to me. I told them that this was going to be coming for the Phillies. You just got to, you just had to wait. But you know, everybody was in panic mode, and this is what, you know, they were ready to write them off early, and it's okay, it's all right. I just sit back and wait. It's it's all good. I'm a big, you know me, Russ. I'm a big picture guy. I'm not a, I'm not the kind of person who who overreacts in the moment. So uh, either positively or negatively, I, I don't. True. Um, so, that, but that's that's okay. Um, I, I'm curious, I, you know, the way you, you did your open today, which was a little bit different yeah. than usual, you know, you, you made a, you made a point to pause on the Pedialyte podcast of all things, Yeah, which yeah. I felt, which I've always felt was kind of like a weird one. Like I think it was like, a, that was mm-hmm. like a weird one-off way back at the beginning of, mm-hmm. of this podcast, um, where we mentioned Pedialyte. Um, and it, it stayed in your kind of like It's part of your opening uh, Opening salvo every uh, Every episode And so it seems like you know you're getting some grief
1: Are you getting grief about this So I know that one of these is, is your burner account So I, I think it's important <laughs> that I address I address this elephant in the room Alright so one um, The PD Light podcast If I remember correctly came up around The time that somebody had a baby One of our listeners had a baby it wasn't BJ Beretta. It, it was somebody before that. Somebody had a baby, and they're like, I'm sitting here, you know, uh, feeding my kid Pedialyte. It wouldn't have been a baby then. It was like a toddler or something. Like, my kid's up sick, and I'm, I'm up listening to the podcast and, like, popping, you know, some Pedialyte in a cup for my kid or something. And so we, we picked up the Pedialyte podcast. There was somebody who last week uh, – th- this, is, this is part of the problem, right? Am I petty, Okay. There are some people who believe I'm very petty. There are some people, many people, who believe I'm petty, okay? I get tagged in a thread uh, by somebody who says that I bring zero joy to the podcast and that I brought too much negativity. I, I need to address this in a second. But among this thread, somebody said, it was Dan Marcus. I pulled up the thread, asked if I can get rid of saying Pedialyte podcast from the signature open because it's the only P word that has nothing to do with hockey or the podcast. Apparently, doesn't notice that I usually also include the Pampers podcast, but th- I digress. The Pedialyte podcast, it's just, it's just a deep cut. As Anthony said, it's a deep cut. And at some point, I might replace Pedialyte. Maybe there's something else. There's another P word out there. I don't know what other P word there is that we could add to this uh, intro, but if there is, if somebody has a suggestion out there, give me P words that start, please don't make it a silent P. Pterodactyl will not count, okay? Let's not get too crafty. Psoriasis. Please don't do... Why? Why? Oh, God, why? Don't... know. Why? What is wrong? Why? No. Well, it's, it's a P no. word. You asked for a P word? <sighs> Pseudo. Ptolemy? The Pseudoscience Podcast. No? Ptolemy? Oh, stop. Okay. We've got all these silent P words. Kevin Kincaid over on It's Always Soccer in Philadelphia has the segment uh, words that end in the letter A, and then we say them with a British accent. So there's like magmer... Instead of magma, right? You're like, you're gonna go to India, right? Anyway, so this is gonna be our new thing. All right, Silent P. That's gonna be a new segment of the podcast in honor of the PD Light podcast. All right, great. That's awesome. Pterodactyls uh, with psoriasis. Great. We're off to a good start. Here's the problem that I had, Anthony. The, yeah. This thread, in this thread, I have never been as offended as I was in this moment. Okay. Oh, some people boy. have said some pretty egregious. Some pretty egregious things to me in the past, all right. And I get it, and it's fine. But somebody said that they thought I was phoning it in. That I phoned in last week's episode. And did I phone in last week's episode? Be honest. No, in, no. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think I don't think you phoned it in. No. There we go. I
0: had to think about it. I mean, I didn't want you. I not want you to there. think I was. I, I don't want you to think I was debating. I was just
1: like, what was last week's episode? I had to think about it. Last week's episode we we had a realistic breakdown about yeah, the no, flyers no, coaching, you know, coaching search. Yeah, we touched on so many different things. Here's the problem. If you listen to the podcast and you listen to like the first 5 minutes and the first 5 minutes dictates if you're going to listen to like the back half of the, like not the back half, the remaining 55, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, hopefully you like the first 5 and you listen for the remaining 55, but like if you tune out at that point and you're like, well, these guys are pretty damn negative." Um, we pretty much do find some balance by the end of the show. But I was like, man, phoning it in. here we are all right let's be real about what what the flyers are or what the flyers have been they're a bad team entering an off season that they need to to nail pretty well or at least set some kind of a path forward so that people know if this is a team that really does believe it can aggressively retool or one that's going to rebuild or or whatever we're sitting here every week talking about the philadelphia flyers all right not every flyers podcast if there are any Talk about the Flyers every week. Not every quote-unquote Flyers podcast, if there are any, is going to talk about this team every week. But we're committed to doing it because we love and we care. Phoning it in had me so upset. Not quite as upset as something else that we can get to in a little bit. But, Anthony, I am here. I have my phone in my pocket, but I can assure the fine listeners, the thousands of Snow the goalie listeners, I am not phoning in this episode we are here for a legitimate conversation about the Philadelphia Flyers and other hockey related topics and I'm happy that I'm here with you okay and I'm happy that that we are here together and I'm happy that people have been tuning in to this show f- because for some reason people like to watch us on YouTube I'm happy about all of it we like batting oh. your eyelashes at me was that just like an eye roll what was that
0: that, that was me cocking my head to the side because you said you were so happy to be here with me. And I was like, really?
1: I am happy to be here with you. We're recording this on Thursday night, all right? This is usually a time that I reserve for my wife and I to sit down together and watch a little bit of TV. The kids are down for bed. And instead of doing that time, I'm here with my hockey wife, Anthony Sanfilippo. And I am thrilled. And I, I, want, I want to ask you, okay? Mm. In the week since we last recorded... One Mm -hmm. other big name has now hit the market in the coaching candidacy pool. Yep. Bruce Cassidy from the Bruins is now out there. Recently won a Jack Adams trophy over former Flyers coach Elaine Vigneault. Anthony, let's be real here for a second. Will the Flyers, do you expect or have you heard that the Flyers will sit down and at least have a first round interview with Bruce Cassidy? I believe it happened today. Are you sure though? Because no. you don't want to say you don't want to say that it happened, and Let's then have some people this. aggregate it, and then you get like a few of these like piss pot people. I don't know if no, piss I pot's know. a word, but I'm I mean, gonna use piss pot, like the pee pants people who are on no, Twitter no, who like who like to shit all over the things that you say and do and report. No, no I, no, I know. Uh, These I, people are gonna be like, wow. Well, actually, if it comes out, Ant, that like they talked to Bruce Cassidy on Wednesday what I was, was, night. No, no On what like I mean. Wednesday night, or like they're gonna talk to him on Friday morning. They're gonna be like, this Anthony Filippo, he's, he's back here. He's, he's, he's his 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 at his BS again. I always knew you could ever trust him. He's just a clickbait artist. And yeah, that's me.
0: that's me. That's um, me. So uh, I can't say that he was in person, but I do believe that they spoke to him today. It could have been a Zoom um, meeting, but I believe that this was uh, an interview that did take place today because they're getting ready for round two, but uh, they did want to get uh, a first interview in with um, with Bruce Cassidy, and I believe that it, it took place today, at least at least at a on a Zoom level. I'm not certain if he actually made it into Philadelphia slash Vorhees uh, in person, but uh, they did. I'm pretty confident that they did speak. I need
1: the Flyers to not hire Bruce Cassidy because every time I say his name, I want to say Butch Cassidy, and then I wait for the Sundance Kid. <laughs> it is it is too problematic for me. Or I just have to call him Bruce, but then I don't like Springsteen, and then I get all those weirdos in my mentions on Twitter as well, so like, I don't know how to feel here. Is he a fit, though? What? BC. Yeah, we can go BC. We can go BC. BC. BC, BC's fine. But then I think about Brian Colangelo. I think about nepotism. I think about, (laughs) like, you know, burner accounts, and it's too much. Too much. Can we go with something else? Is there another uh, Cassidy? Cass. Just Cass. Cass? Oh, I think a big Cass. Big Cass and Enzo. Mama Cass. S-A-W-F-T Soft. Little pro wrestling thing. All right, I might be able to get away with that one. That might be okay. Cass. Okay. Cass. If he if he gets hired, we'll interview him. We'll ask him what we can call him. Um, but if he tells us we have to call him Bruce Cassidy, that's out. Sorry. Sorry in advance. And we're also not calling you coach. Um, you mentioned that the Flyers might be starting the second round. And an interesting thing that's been going on uh, that people have taken notice of is um, uh, John Bouchergras, of course, of ESPN, uh, tweeted a few days ago or about a week ago uh, an image of – or no, it was on the 3rd. I remember. It was on the 3rd. It was a picture of John Tortorella split screen with Gritty. And that was it. That was the tweet. And then I believe it was on Wednesday, retweeted it and said again. So one uh, could surmise that that means that John Tortorella either has completed – or will be brought back in for a second-round interview with the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, I want to revise something I said last week. Last week I said that I wasn't so sure about bringing in John Tortorella because I think that it gets them to be a bubble-ish team, and I don't know how to feel about it. I will tell you right now, if John Tortorella gets hired here, I will be fine. I will be perfectly happy with it. I think it'll be okay. Is it an inspiring hire? I don't know. Is it an out of the box hire? No. Could it be the best hire for the Flyers if Barry Trotz chooses to go elsewhere? They could do. They could certainly do worse. Well,
0: I would. I would rank Tortorella a third um, behind Trotz Ooh. and Cassidy. The only thing. The only reason I don't think Cassidy gets the gig here, even if he wants it, um, is because Cassidy has notoriously been hard on younger players mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's that's something that we already saw not work here yeah. with vino I mean it, there was like, like that real separation we we had this conversation between the yep. veteran guys and the and the and the younger guys so i don't necessarily know if you want to go down that path again um, so that's the, the, but as far as being a coach like who's got the track record and who would be a you know be the uh, fastest track to success, mm-hmm. I would put him between um, between Trotz and and Tortorella. That's not a knock on Tortorella by any stretch of the imagination. I still think he's a really good coach. I I just think that his system um, his system is not as conducive. To winning quicker, I think this was one of the concerns you had last week and I felt thought, felt was fair that he gets you closer to the bottom of the playoffs than he does to the top mm-hmm. but I, but at the same time i can't I can't see in any world how the Flyers would be a top end team next year anyway so yeah. it really doesn't matter like to me like if 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 Turtorelli will get Twitterella and Cassidy, and trots, even, for that matter, would all get you to roughly the same place within a year, well then okay, then it, then it's just a matter of who do you think can continue to develop that beyond. And if you're talking about a team that's got some young players like the Flyers have, then maybe Cassidy's not the right fit. Maybe he's not. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, yeah, again, just a an outside perspective on that. But I, I, one thing I can say to this, Russ, you know, Sarah Valley put a tweet out that um, the Flyers will bring back Tortorella as part of their second round of interviews. So once I saw that tweet, I started making some calls. And I, I was told by somebody today, uh, as a matter of fact, early this morning, that of all the big – of all the experienced coaches that the Flyers are in – and they've, they've interviewed some guys who are not as experienced as well. But of all the experienced coaches – Tortorella is the one guy that wants this job more than any other. He wants to coach the Flyers, whereas the other guys probably have the Flyers on on their list somewhere, just not at number one, which is interesting to me because then, you know, if a guy really, really wants the gig and he's got the track record that John Tortorella has, to me, I say, then give him the job and let's go on. Right, I mean that's how I look at it. Like, I mean, if, if, well, you know, if you're sitting there and you're waiting, you know, and look, it's starting to look more and more like Trotz is not going to go to Winnipeg. Okay, the, the 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 rumblings are now that that's not going to happen. Right, so mm-hmm. Winnipeg's not going to be the place that he ends up. Um, so does that mean that there's a better chance that he comes to Philadelphia? Sure, but it's a slightly better chance. It's, it's not so, it doesn't suddenly make the Flyers a favorite
1: by any stretch of the imagination. Boston. Boston um, trots. I don't. I don't know. I don't no, know. I don't Boston. So. are yeah, Boston. They're in a weird is... spot. Boston finally feels like they're a little bit vulnerable.
0: Well, they are. They're definitely vulnerable. I think what Boston is a situation where they're going to just kind of blow it up and start over. I mean, yep. Bergeron's not going to. He's going to. He sounds like he's going to retire. You got um, two top end players who are going to miss the first few months of the season coming off of surgeries in, in, in and and in Marshawn and Charlie McAvoy. Um, and now there's rumors some about disc-
1: Pasternak being Pasternak is not
0: happy with, with the general yeah. manager um, said he won't come back if Sweeney's still there um, so that the Bruins might have to trade Pasternak. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on in Boston and I think that Boston, you know, is, is about ready to hit the tank. So I don't see that as a fit for trots. Um, I think that the teams that have a better chance of getting him, that then the Flyers would be either Vegas or Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are the ones. I think those are two teams that have proven to be you know good playoff teams or, and, and have the talent to potentially win and just need that coach to kind of get them to that next step. I, I think yeah. those are the two that I think they would, he would put both of them
1: ahead of the Flyers in my yeah. mind. It's fair. That's fair. Here's the thing, right? Let's be realistic about this for a second. Can we? Can we be real? Can we have a, Can we have an honest moment? <clears throat> mm-hmm. I'm gonna let me let me just kind of like tear down, a little bit of like the uh, the magic here of the Snow the Goalie podcast. Okay, let's have an mm-hmm. honest conversation. All right, let me talk to you like I would talk to you off the podcast. You ready? Go ahead. Because I th- I've, I've, I've noticed now listening back to the show that sometimes I feel like I don't sound like myself. So let me let me just let me just try this. I genuinely do think that like there is a there, there there's a chance that if you're John Tortorella and you actively want this job, I I'm concerned a little bit in that this job should not be the most attractive job out there. Now the the if if the thought here is that Tortorella isn't going to be up for consideration or he knows that he's really not in consideration for some of these other jobs and like whatever, I I, I guess I get it. Um, Maybe Tortorella just likes the idea of coaching in a city that's going to be super passionate, that like he's just going to get away with whatever he wants. Like, if he says crazy shit to the press, like he's going to get away with it. If he decides that like he's going to lambaste a player publicly, that the fans are actually going to be more supportive of that than they are going to be, you know, think it's a, it's a deterrent, right? Uh, or detrimental. I just like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like John Tortorella at this point, it just, if I'm him, I, I, I keep the TV job. This isn't a surefire path to a Stanley Cup, and I feel like if you're at that point in your coaching career, you should be actively looking for a job that gives you a chance at winning a Stanley Cup. Now, if you're John Tortorella and you think that like this team, theoretically this year, you know, you do whatever, you're you're kind of treading water for a bit. Maybe you're like going to go for a good, uh, like a. Uh, I I don't think this organization's going to tank, so I, I'm going to take them out of the Bedard sweepstakes. I'm going to take them out of having a legitimate top, you know, three pick this year. If the idea is like tread water and kind of be like a a 12th place team and 11th place team like that to me is a wasted year. If you think that somehow you can like turn this thing around in like two years and like by year three, you're a kind of like top four team in the East. I don't know. Like, is that, is that good enough? You know what I mean? Like I, I can't conceptualize why somebody would actively want to jump into this situation. And, like, I have not been shy about my belief that, like, the likelihood of this thing going sideways and Chuck Fletcher being taken out of his position with the front office um, or, like, you know, moved up so that somebody else can kind of take his spot or whatever, like, that that is a realistic possibility in the next two years. And if that's the case, you're kind of like a lame duck as a coach, too, because every GM wants to bring in their own coach. And so I just... There are so many things that, like, I guess being here and being in this market, I look at it and I go, I don't understand why somebody would want this job. And at the same time, it's like, well, is not an idiot. So, like, there has to be something attractive about this place. I just, and it's not even me trying to be, like, a downer or being, like, the super negative guy. Because I want the team to be good. We talked about this. We want the team to be good. We want to cover a good team. We want to talk about a good team. But, like, they're not good. And I, I don't see a path to being good. There, if there is, and Chuck Fletcher executes it, then great. And if, if in two months from now, we're looking at a team that could legitimately somehow contend for a cup, I will sing his praises on the show, and I will sing the praises of whatever coach comes in and, and does great. But, like, I don't know. Am I crazy for just, like, not totally understanding why an experienced head coach like this would want the job? I, I feel like this is one of those... Outside of the box, kind of hires one of those up and coming young coaches that I talked about last week. That, like, those people should want any NHL job because they want to take that next step. I just don't get why a Tortorella would be interested in this. Am I crazy?
0: Well, again, I, I, and I had said to you before the show started off air you're you're you have that perspective because you're here and because yeah. you live with this team season in, season out. And because of that, you look at it and say, this this team sucks, this team's never... They've been the same team for the last 10 years. Nobody cares anymore. They're really terrible, blah, 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 blah. And and it's just that's... Because that's kind of what the narrative is that, that it gets built in this market. But it's not... I don't think the Flyers are viewed that way outside the market. I think the Flyers are looked at outside the market by people and say... Yeah, they need to figure it out. Yeah, they need to get better. But they're still the Flyers. They're still an iconic brand. They're still, outside of the original six, probably the next most iconic team in the sport of hockey in the NHL. Um, So, yeah, like that's an attractive place to be. That's an attractive team to go coach. You're going to get a lot of publicity. You're going to get a lot of media. Um, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna end up on, you know, in a lot of games on television. Um, so I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna get that kind of thing, and the belief is still there, uh, whether whether you want to agree with it or not, or anybody wants to agree with it or not. the The belief is still there that it is a place that players would want to play. Now I know we've had this discussion that they haven't really brought in the big name free agent that come will want to play here for for a while. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not an attractive location. As a matter of fact, if you go back, there was a poll done at some point during this past season, and I forget when it was. Yeah, I, I know what you're. And, and, and they were, and it was asking agents like, you know, where do you recommend to your players that they go and sign? And the Flyers, I think, we're still second or third um, on that list. Like, this is a. Yeah well-respected organization from the outside it's it's so it's so there's a perspective that we have that we get to see being around the team a lot more and then there's that perspective from outside where they think it's it's got a little bit more gravitas right so i think that that's what it is i mean so if you're john tortorella like this is you you could be the head coach of the flyers you could be the guy that brings the flyers back to prominence if
1: you believe in yourself as a coach that's an attractive thing, man. That's an attractive that, job. That part is fine. And I can kind of wrap my head around it. But like that agent poll, I put little to no anything into. Because if I were an agent and I represented lower end players or like middle of the pack players, and I knew that the Philadelphia Flyers liked to offer Boku bucks to middle six guys i would also recommend my players to go to the philadelphia well, yeah, I mean that's how you can
0: look at it but i don't think that that's how they're thinking about it i think when they're being asked that question i think they're being asked what you know what teams do you recommend your players you know to go who, to who,
1: and like have a, a good quality of life and you know be yes. taken care of and all that yeah yes, maybe, that, maybe i think
0: that that's more the, th- the thought process
1: yeah but you know there's like the kevin hayes contract so and the james young yeah, well, contract sure there are you bad know. contracts but every, every team's got them
0: Oh, I by the way, got
1: those contracts. By the way, yeah, I forgot to clip this for social last week, and it's fine. Um, neither and nor did our unpaid intern, uh, who runs <laughs> the uh, snow the goalie Twitter account. But the thing that you brought up about potentially attaching the 2024 first round pick with JVR, mm-hmm. you had so many people upset on Twitter, uh, hmm. about the the hypothetical. Not not your fault, but saying that like Chuck Fletcher deserves to be fired on the spot if that were to happen. Um. I, you know, but I was talking with um, oh, Anthony this.
0: DeMarco and, and Jason Martinez about this, mm-hmm. and DeMarco brings up a good point. He says, "Well, what if, what if you convince Arizona or or Seattle, let's just say, um, to take that contract, and they want that one, mm-hmm. but you can in return get a second rounder in twenty three as part of it? Does that make does that make it worth worthwhile?" Maybe. And at that point, I have, and that point, I have to think about because I'm, I'm, you're going from having – because you don't know what Florida's pick's going to be in two years. But let's say that they're still a good team, right? Yeah. So you're probably somewhere in the – 25, you know, 26 range. Tw- yeah, tw- at least that. So let's right? say 26. 20, 26, 27? okay. Whatever, sure. 26 to 32, depending on where they're at, right? So somewhere in the yeah. bottom of the first yep, round. Yep. Okay. Um, and if you need you, – you're sending that out, and that's in a year that's two years down the road that's not as good a draft – as the 23 draft is. And in turn, these teams like Arizona and, and, um, and, and uh, Seattle Seattle. who have excess second round picks, I think, I think they each have three um, in, in 23. Um, They will give you one back. That's probably in the neighborhood of, you know, in the forties overall. Yeah. Are you willing to jump back, you know, 10, 12, 15 spots overall, but into a better draft to then get that team to take a one-year salary off of your off of your hands. I think at that point I can I could sit there and go, okay, I could do that. I can do that. I wouldn't do wh- what I suggested last week. I was just didn't remind people like that that quote unquote hypothetical that I threw out there, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. That's just that's just reeks of Chuck, right? I mean, but that's stuff that he does based off of what we saw in the past. Um, uh, but if you can get a, a a draft pick back that's only like i said 15 slots further back in a better draft draft year then yes i would i would i would consider it at that point i would say okay that makes
1: that makes some some more sense for my team so here's my problem though right i have this very strange feeling and i hope i'm wrong but it feels like everybody's gone so all in on this 2023 draft is there a scenario in which everybody's just wrong? That like this this isn't the deepest draft in a decade. Not in hockey. Like, no, but I say, like I, I say not in hockey because
0: every time that they've said this, they've been right.
1: <laughs> it's, just like, every, it's every every it time we've heard like,
0: about it, it's been they've been spot on.
1: It just seems like such an anomaly and like there's part of me that thinks there's like not recency bias but that there's that um the fact that like this is really the first year that scouts have been able to kind of get back in the swing of things in terms of like going and seeing international prospects and, and like maybe the juices are flowing, you know, you're feeling a little bit frisky about your, your projections for next year. And then everybody starts talking and then it becomes hive mind and everybody's yelling into the same echo chamber. And I'm just concerned that we're putting so much into a second round pick in the 2023 draft being something of tremendous value when we're not even really considering that 2024 could be a good draft or that the first round of the 2024 draft could be a good I, I, I get it conceptually I just it scares me a little bit because it, it really does feel like a lot of teams, including the flyers, have really opted to try to put many eggs into the 2023 basket and I just hope that it works. Well I mean like I said, I mean you you, you never
0: know that the pick that your team gets specifically is going to be a, is going to be a hit like you don't know yeah. that. Um, but with the depth of talent that is in that draft, and believe me, they know, and that's why yeah. the 2023 picks have been so important throughout the league. They know how deep that draft is going to be. They know it's going to, that a second round pick in that draft is going to be akin to the type of player you would normally get in the first round of most other drafts. That's how deep it is. That whether they get the right player or not will, will be remain to be seen, but your odds of getting that kind of player are improved if you have a pick, if you have picks there, right? I mean, so that's that's what it is. It's not it's not an exact science. So you could be right in the sense that you end up with a player who's a disaster, doesn't work, right? I mean, think about it. like I, 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 like if
1: I said to you, that hasn't happened here. That has not happened here. <laughs> it hasn't happened here recently. There is nothing. You're not speaking from experience here. Well, no, it's, a, it's not a, at it's all.
0: A, but no, but on, the one I was going to give to you. Um, Uh, If you go back to the 2003 draft, which was the one that the Flyers had, Carter and Richards, right? And every first-round player that was drafted um, played uh, at least 200 games, I think, in the NHL, except for two. Camp. Uh the th- number 30 overall pick was the last pick of the first round by St. Louis. Guy by the name of Sean Bell only played 20 games. But think about it. If you're the Rangers, right? New York Rangers, mm-hmm. they had the 12th pick in that draft. And the guy that they drafted was Hugh Jesmin played 2 games in the NHL. Sucks. Right? But but you know, the guy right after them was Dustin was Dustin Brown who won Camp. 3 Stan- Stanley Cups with the Kings. The guy right after that was Brent Seabrook with Chicago who won 3 Stanley Cups with with the Blackhawks, right? I mean, if you, if you go a little bit further down, you got uh, Zach Parisi and Ryan Getzlaff and Ryan Kessler you know, they're and Richards and, and Perry, Corey Perry, who's still playing, right? Um,
1: is that why the Rangers keep getting all this lottery luck and why well, they're in the Eastern I, I, but, Conference but, Final? Is, that what, is, this, is this the hockey gods smiling on them for what happened my, in 2003? Is that what my you're point, saying? My, my, my Where's point our is, smile, Anthony? Where's our smile? My point to you is, is that going into that draft,
0: that's all people kept saying. It's a generational okay. draft. These are gonna. This is how deep this draft is gonna be. And if you look into that, even into the second round, you find guys who had a thousand games in the NHL. I mean, there, like I think there's like six with over 600. I mean, or it's 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 really deep draft. And it's just a matter of do you get the right guy. And so I would I would venture to say when you look at that draft and you you go through and say yeah they're happy this team was happy this team was happy, but there's probably like five or six that weren't. You know, Pittsburgh took Flurry. They were happy. Carolina, Eric Stahl, happy. Florida took Nathan Horton. He was a good player. Didn't really make a difference. I guess he was kind of like a, a wash. Third overall, maybe, I don't know. Columbus took Zherdev. Not a good player. Played a while, but not a good player. That was a miss. So the Zherdev we had? Nicolas yeah, he came here. Nick, Nick Zherdev, yeah. Yeah, Columbus. I liked Zherdev. Oh, I did. Was, he was terrible.
1: No, nah, but he could He could, He could. could put the biscuit in the basket. He was also the guy that thought – couldn't
0: do anything else. He was the guy who also thought Tim Panaccio was the Russian mob, um, which is really <laughs> funny. He snuck out – he literally snuck out of a practice one day because he thought Panaccio was the Russian mob looking for him. No. Oh, yeah. That's oh, true story. Wait a
1: second. Hold on. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Hold on. The people who are tuning in to an off-season episode about the Philadelphia <laughs> Flyers deserve a little bit more I can't, I, there's not a lot to the story it's You're mean, saying, you're saying wait. that Jaredav snuck out of Flyers practice early no, because he saw that that he, he saw Tim of, Panaccio and thought he was
0: the Russian mob. He didn't sneak out of practice early. I don't want to make it seem like he left practice okay. early. But okay. he what he was doing is, you know, we come in after practice is over, yeah. we used to just all walk in into the into the um You know, into the clubhouse or the the locker room, and Zherdev must have saw him from down the hall and like quickly and was like, oh shit. And then went into the dressing area, got changed, and snuck out a side door and never came back down. And we were waiting for him, and like there was no Zherdev, no Zherdev, no Zherdev. And, uh, you know, Zach had to tell us he wasn't available. And then the next day he spoke and he apologized and he said that he looked at Tim and he said, I thought you were the Russian mob. And that's why, I left that's why I left out the side door.
1: <laughs> Real question, what the hell was Zherdev hiding that he thought the Russian mob was coming for him at Skate Who Zone? Who there knows? Is so knows? Ma- that, that. Listen, we had, we had finished Scarface here on this team, all right? Yuri Letera <laughs> has been here. And I don't remember Yuri Letera ever bailing out of practice from the media. What the hell was Zherdev hiding?
0: Zherdev well, was a wackadoo, too. Um, okay. So, yes, that was a mess. Buffalo, Thomas Vanek. I mean, really good player, played over 1,000 like, games yeah. in this league. For sure. Um, San Jose Milan Mahalik, he played 750 games. Ryan Suter to Nashville, okay, still playing um, oh. in the NHL. He went He went seven. Braden Coburn went eight, uh, played almost 1,000 games in the NHL. Uh, he went to Atlanta. Dion Phaneuf. Went to Calgary at nine. This listen, listen to these That's names. A damn good draft. It's a thousand a thousand games. Montreal okay. had yeah. Montreal's Andre Kostitsin was not as good. He ended up going back to play in Russia, uh, but he did play four hundred games in the NHL. Jeff Carter went eleven. Um, then it was Hugh Jessamine, who was the who was the big miss. That was the yep. Rangers. Uh, Dustin Brown to the Kings. Uh, like we already said, Brent Seabrook um, and the Rangers. I mean, the Islanders had Robert Nilsson, who was eh, just kind of like a third, fourth line this guy. Is a didn't crazy really, draft. Didn't really crazy. pan out. San Jose, Steve Bernier. There you go. Six hundred thirty thirty yep. games. Um, Zach Parisi went seventeen. Eric Fear played six hundred fifty games in the NHL. He went to Washington at eighteen. Getzlaf, uh with Anaheim, obviously won a cup there. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, Brent Burns went number twenty. I forgot about Brent Burns. Still, play, still playing. He went twenty to Minnesota. You know what his um, middle name is right. N- no, Mister Side. Side. Oh, Side Burns.
1: Oh. Here you got Mister Burns. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boston. Mark Stewart also had a, a pretty good, uh, pretty good career as a defenseman. Uh, Edmonton. Mark Antoine Pouliot. That's a that's a miss. I mean, he didn't really pan out much. Uh, Ryan Kessler was a hell of a player. Thousand games for Vancouver. Uh, Flyers actually tried to get him a couple times in trades um really really good two-way forward uh then mike richards then anthony stewart who was and eh, not yeah. that great brian boyle still playing he went at yeah. 26 uh jeff Tambellini was not that great of a player but whatever
1: we're getting to the back end of the first yeah, round, but then corey
0: perry like that's a good one corey perry you still playing today patrick eaves was a good player and then, then sean bell that's the first round that's that was insane. the first round of that draft that's in a crazy draft. Second, and then I'm not going to go pick by pick, but just guys in that second round. Louis Erickson, Dallas, mm-hmm. over 1,000 games. Um, Patrice Bergeron. Uh, pretty good player. Second, pretty good. second pretty,
1: round. Pretty, pretty. Ooh, Matt, Matt Carl. And what if Bruce here? Cassidy gets hired here and Bergeron decides not to retire, but he comes here, <laughs> yeah. and then you get two sulky Trophy uh, winners. There you go. And, the trade for, and
0: trade for Pasternak while we're at it, too. I right? just
1: fixed the center depth on this team. Yeah. Look at that. Um, Butch Cassidy Car- brings the Sundance Kid.
0: Good. Matt Carl, you remember Matt Carl, right? Remember Matt Ref- Carl? Yeah, Peep. second round. That's a fine that enough gi- defenseman. Yeah, second round draft. That second round that draft. Shea Weber, second round in that draft. Who? Shea Weber. Who? <laughs> Not
1: sure who that is.
0: David Backus, second round in that draft. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, that's what I'm saying. It was it that's was it, a that's a really of, good draft. All right, it was so, a hell of a draft. So what so you're that's saying a, here is that's where what I shan- say that I'm a little bit concerned that speaking.
1: there's a chance that we overrate the draft. There's like the recency bias. There's the potential you know scouts are getting a little bit a little bit too excited yeah. uh, about about it. You're pointing back to a draft from 19 years ago. I, it's okay. I'm not going to say that you're wrong. I'm not going to say that you're right. Um, okay, that's pretty interesting. Um, I want to say something here, Amp, because I, you know, I, I did mention that the Flyers, uh, you know, missed on a pick recently. And I, I want to say, on the record, for the first time ever, there will be no more crapping on Nolan Patrick on this podcast. No more. Oh, I'm not going to let you do it anymore. I know that you've been Mr. Negativity on Nolan Patrick. I have always, uh, you know, tried to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. There was a, um, uh, I saw I linked back to somebody from Vegas hockey. Now who wrote about Nolan Patrick in the the rough season. He had like 25 games playing in and out of the lineup, all all that stuff. Okay. Here's the thing. Uh, I, I do. I feel bad for the guy. I think anybody, I think anybody who has a heart should feel bad for a player who, who doesn't fail because they're bad at the sport, but cannot gain their footing because they can't stay healthy. And that's a shame. And it, it, what, what compounds it, obviously, is that the other three people who were drafted in that top four have all been All-Stars. Um, two of them were available to the Flyers, uh, and we, we talked about that. And despite the fact that we talked about that years ago and have talked about it ever since, there are still people on Twitter who say, well, did anybody else report this thing? And we've had some people who like, have gone back and kind of co-opted history and made it seem as though they had been reporting it in the moment. It's fine. We won't be upset. But uh, it, it looks worse because there wasn't another miss in the top four. Uh, here's a question. Should Jersey fans – and I don't talk to Jersey fans. I, I actively make it a point in my life to avoid Jersey fans. Like, I'm happily married and have lovely children. But, like, if I were a single person in the, in the Delaware Valley – and I found what I perceived to be the perfect person. And that person showed up and uh, they had like a devil's uh, sticker on their car. Um, I, w- I would run. I I might slash a tire, but then I would run. I I don't like the devils. I don't particularly like their fans. Should devils fans be upset that their team didn't take McCarr or even high in? I don't know. Do you think they're happy with his year? Like, do do you think that like ultimately there's enough there to kind of say, you know what, this this wasn't. It might not have been like the the stud pick that McCarr ended up being, but like this is at least a a very solid, serviceable player.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's one of those draft picks where you go, yeah, we could have had McCarr, but it wasn't terrible. Yeah. Like like it wasn't like Nolan Patrick makes it makes it look bad, right? Because it was a just a bad pick. I mean, but Heesher's already gotten, you know, he's already scored 78 goals in the NHL. He's got 206 yeah. points in 300 games as a very young player. He's only 23. Um, so that could get even better. I, I You know, I, only he's second, in, in all honesty, in that draft, only Pedersen has had more points scored than Heesher. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, so it's so, I mean, so when you look at it from that perspective, if you're in New Jersey, you say, would we rather have had Kale McCarr? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. But we didn't make a bad pick by yeah. taking Nico Heischer, right? Yeah. It wasn't a bad yep. pick. Nolan Patrick was a bad pick. Um, Nico Heischer was not a bad pick. That's, that's how I... If you uh, so you're you're remember, Jersey, though, at the
1: time, how. some people thought that that was a crazy pick, that they didn't take Nolan Patrick number one. Some people did. And and it's kind of funny, like, if you look back on it, I actually do wonder, if if Jersey takes Patrick does Ron Hextall still go with the forward? Does he take his year in that spot? I or wonder. does he, or I'd does wonder. he perhaps to come? Like, I, I think that like, let's kind of remove ourselves from the reporting the truth about like what happened behind closed doors. There with the scouts and Ron Hextall. If the devils make that other pick, if they take Nolan Patrick, does Ron Hextall take his year or does he listen and go with McCarr and or, or, and this is something I don't know, I have not talked to any of the scouts in the room about this one, but I wonder how the scouts would have felt about Hichier versus the defenseman. Like, would, they, would the consensus there have been, hey, you know what, actually, we think that Hichier is a really good player, and we no, think no, he should have No, they
0: wanted the defenseman ahead Period. of, both, of the,
1: both guys. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Wipe what I was going to say from the record. We're going to throw it, throw it out in the trash.
0: Okay. But but I, I do I do think that you have a good question on what would Hextall have done? Hextall have done. Yeah. I, I st- he probably would have gone Heisher, and, and that's because I think he felt like he needed a scorer. He needed a sec- He needed a second line center. That was his belief, and I, so I think he probably would have taken Heisher. Yeah. But I, I do wonder. I mean, does it is at least worth
1: questioning? Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to touch on here, pal?
0: Flyer-related? Oh. No. no. Oh, I'll, so, I'll give it, just ooh, one thing. Ooh. This has nothing to do with anything. This is completely, okay. um, you know... The, the, one last the, thing? No, kind okay, of one last thing. We're kind of, um, you know, we're recording this in the middle of the uh, game five between Tampa and, and New York. It's no score at the end of the first period, just so people know when we're recording this. Um, but uh, uh, as we were on our way home tonight, my son Andrew said to me, you know... I, you know, I wouldn't mind if New York won the Stanley Cup. And I looked at him and I'm like, seriously? He's like, yeah, why? I said, because they're the Flyers' biggest rival of all time. He said, no, no, Pittsburgh. I said, eh. I said you're young. I said, you know that the rivalry, you know, since Crosby. I said, but pre-Crosby, there wasn't much of a rivalry between Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. The Flyers dominated the Penguins, except for the years when they had. Um, you know, Lemieux and Yager won those Cups in the early 90s. But even at that point, Pittsburgh was in another division. They took them out of the Flyers' division, and they were in a separate division. I said, so there wasn't a real rivalry between the two teams. There was only a short stretch of time when both teams were good at the same mm-hmm. time. And I said, so that's what you kind of remember. I said, the Rangers, by far. I said, and they've played the Rangers more than anybody else in the playoffs. He said, "Really?" And I said, "Oh yeah, Rangers by far." And, and I, you know, I, I looked it up, and of course, I was right. It was they played the Rangers twelve times. Of course. But but, well, no, but, I mean, but that's just from memory, right? I mean, but that's because yeah, yeah, I just yeah, remember yeah. playing the. I didn't know how many. I, I wasn't like I couldn't sit here and.
1: Was it a big disparity between?
0: The Rangers are the most at twelve, but okay. here's the thing: this is what I found interesting, and I didn't. I would have gotten this wrong. I'll be honest, Ooh. I would have gotten this wrong. Well, here, if then you... ask
1: it to me as a trivia question, and I'll see if if I can. Yeah. Get... Because I'll tell, t- like, t- goalie, but flipped. Yeah, but I'll I'll
0: tell you that I gave Andrew a different answer because he said, okay. "Well, if the Rangers were most, who have they played
1: second most in the playoffs?" Well, I had one come to, to mind, but I think it's wrong. Is it a is it a Midwest town? A Midwest town? No. It's an East Coast team. Well, who are you thinking? I'm not going to tell you because I'll embarrass myself.
0: Well, no, I mean, but th- think about it. I mean, you got to, you got to. They've always been in the Eastern Conference. Real, well, at the very well, beginning of their of their, of their, they were they were called the Western Conference, but it was all the yeah. expansion teams. Uh, but we're well, Western Division. But I mean, they've always been, for the most part, in the East. So you're going to be playing team. More likely, you're going to be playing teams from the East in the playoffs. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to venture a guess then. My, what I was well, going to say mean, was, I was thinking of teams that have done well in the past. And you have to remember that I'm a young person, so there but is I mean, a I, total... I don't think
0: that, don't think that there's, a, there's a harm in making a guess. I mean, you could make a guess. I would have said
1: Detroit, because Detroit had a lot of really good teams, and I could have seen the Flyers put, running into them, the, and maybe in the remember, decades the decades before I was on this earth. You've got to remember, Detroit was a Western Conference team. Yeah. They only
0: played them the one time in the finals in 97. Yeah. And it's, so they've only been in the East more recently, right?
1: I so. It's going to be a bad guess. Well, it's, it's
0: okay. I mean, at least is an, it at least
1: e- is, a nor- is it a Northeast team? Yeah. It's not the Islanders. Not the they Islanders. played the Devils in the playoffs quite a bit,
0: didn't they? So they played the Devils. They've played the Devils six times. Six times. Well, technically, well technically five. Uh, okay. One of them was the Colorado Rockies, who was the Devils Ooh. before they okay. were the, the Devils. Okay. Uh, but that makes six. Um,. But yes it's so not it's the not Islanders them. it's not the devils the Islanders uh, they've played four times
1: in the playoffs okay. playing along at home um. <sighs> Boston
0: Boston they've played six times in the playoffs That's not a bad guess is it a Canadian team? It's not, and that's where my mistake was. I said Montreal. Were
1: you were going to say Montreal. That's what I said. I said had. Montreal. That they played Montreal
0: seven times in the playoffs. Who um, the hell have they
1: played the second? Uh, it's I know, right? <laughs> well, it's not Pittsburgh. All right, so it's not Pittsburgh. It's not Pittsburgh, Jersey. Pittsburgh.
0: Pittsburgh seven. So it's, Pittsburgh and Montreal are third with okay, seven. It's each. not the Islanders.
1: No. It, it can't be the Hurricanes. It, they've never played and,
0: Hartford or Carolina in the playoffs.
1: Uh who am I missing? Somebody's screaming right now. Russ is a fraud. Uh I don't know.
0: Who am I missing? Well, the one that the one that I thought you would have guessed that you haven't guessed and is also wrong would be Washington. No, I wouldn't have picked Washington. They've played them five times in the playoffs. So you could have you could have at least gone that that no. route, right? All right, go ahead. The answer with nine matchups in the playoffs in in their
1: history. The Buffalo Sabers. Wow, I know. Wow. It's because <laughs> Buffalo's so bad now that you can't contextualize. Like you, you can't And I remember
0: so game. many of those series. It was like when, I, as I was going through the counting them, I'm like, oh yeah, oh oh yeah, oh my yeah. god, yeah, I forgot about that one. Like, I mean. I was so even I was wrong. Like I mean, I had I had Montreal as as the as the team that it was that was second, yeah. and it's not. It was Buffalo has been the second most amount so teams. it was a nice little exercise wow. that I wow. looked up, and I'm uh, glad I did it because that was a fun little
1: fun little. Trip. Yeah, there's
0: two teams in the East currently in the East that they've never played in the playoffs, and it's
1: Carolina and uh, Columbus. So I I just wanna I wanna do this really quick. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, we're recording this during, well, it's what? It's the end of the first period um, of game five. <clears throat> and right now, Tampa is a minus 145 money line favorite. If I look, can I see the futures here with Caesars? Yes, I can. Maybe? Yes, I can. Maybe? Yes. All right. So uh, <coughs> the Lightning are plus 340 to win the cup as of us recording. The Rangers are plus 625. The Avalanche are minus
0: 230. Yeah. that Colorado's got to be the favorite. Although, I tell you... <laughs> uh, I, I t- say what I you're going to say. I say always, what you're going to say. I always pick goaltending and defense ahead of an offensive team. Mm-hmm. And both the Rangers and Tampa have better goaltending than Colorado. The Tampa has better defense than Colorado. The Rangers are probably about a wash... Defensively with Colorado. Um, Who
1: do you think is going to win the East? Like let's Tampa. let's go there. You Tampa. Think Tampa will.
0: I do. I Are think they, they going to the get it done team. in six
1: or is it going to go seven?
0: Well, I mean, obviously tonight's the big the big game that determine that. I mean, if yeah, you know, well,
1: not up, I, not up, pal. What do you think? Uh, six I, or I would, seven.
0: I would have. If some, someone asked me today if I would pick Tampa or the Rangers today, I would have picked Tampa. Okay. Um, so with that said, I you know, will can it be six or? seven? I mean, whether it's six or seven, I'm. I, I think even if they lose tonight, I'll pick Tampa. Um, yeah, but I'm not certain that a bang. See, so this here's the thing. I, so going into a final, you'd say, well, Tampa's Vasilevsky's far superior goalie. Um, Tampa's you know two time defending Cup champion. They know how to win. They're going for to try to be the first team since the '80s to win three in a row. Um, They've got to be very motivated to do this. But I don't know, man, you take Braden Point out for that long and you match, him, match them up against Colorado, I think that that might be just enough to switch it. Now, if he's able to come back and play, who knows if he's healthy enough. I mean, they're really keeping it under wraps, the, the severity yeah. of that injury. They really are not telling you how bad it is. Um, that's the one thing, like, I kind of sit there and go, I don't know. I, I just don't know. Uh, but, look, Hedman's a stud, defensively he's and he plays 30 minutes a night and you're not scoring when he's on the ice and that's i don't care who you are he's that good of a of a player um and like i said with vasilevsky in goal i i i I still got to go tampa i still got to go tampa and you know and i think that that i think they're a good bet what would you say was plus 360
1: plus 340
0: plus 340 that's a a good bet man that's good odds yeah that's so, good odds. I would, still go, I, would, I
1: would take Tampa right now with, that, with those odds. So we now, we now come to the part of the program where I once again try to clear the air and, and pull a bunch of whiny people's collective heads from their keisters. We come back to the tweet that I put out two weeks ago about if you had the chance to pick the Florida Panthers or the Colorado Avalanche. The tweet once again was, it would make more sense to have to face the two-time Stanley Cup champion, defending champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, in the final then have to face them in the second round. And what you just said is you think that Tampa could very well win the Stanley Cup. And this is where I come back to, once again, the point all along, the point of the tweet that people are still upset about is that a smart hockey decision would have been to go with the Colorado Avalanche This removes all other factors, all other factors, family factors, everything else, which we talked about on the show so many times. I feel like we had gone into more depth and detail about the Giroux family and and all the mitigating factors that could have affected a a potential change than any other player – that we have ever talked about in any other sport, when you and I have done Snow the Goalie, when you and I have done Crossing Broadcast on 610 ESPN, we talked more about all the other circumstances with that one situation than any other player that I can ever remember talking about a trade happening in the city of Philadelphia. Okay? Which I think is ridiculous, by the way. And I, I can't wait to see all these people bring the same energy to the table the next time a flyer or any other player in the NHL or any other sport is traded. Colorado has lived up to what they were supposed to be. And I am aware that Colorado in the past has come up short. But this Colorado team, I felt, was best positioned to get out of the West and to make the Stanley Cup final. And I didn't think they had a team that they were going to run into along the way that was going to be an existential threat, okay? In the East, I don't care how many points Florida put up. I don't care how stylistically... Uh, you know, how enjoyable it was to watch Florida play. I did not believe Florida was the best team in the East. Just because you have the most points does not mean that you are necessarily the best team in the league or the best team in the conference. And it played out. And so once again, I say... What? No, Siri, I can't. Once again, I come around to I would have rather play against Tampa in the final than get bounced in the second round. And that's And that's it. And it's probably... I think you're right. I think Tampa's probably going to make it. For the betting perspective and for what I do and for driving revenue for our, our sites and all of our partner sites, I want New York in the final because it's good for business. But I think Tampa's going to end up there, and I'd have a really hard time betting against Tampa. It's, it's been my position all along. I, If New York makes it, I'll eat my words, and I'll say the hell with it. But so, uh, So my response again, and I'm going to add to
0: it, I'm going, to say, I'm going to give a similar response to last week, but I'm going to give you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So at the time that the trade deadline comes about, you don't know when you're going to play Tampa. Tampa at that time was struggling. They were falling backwards. There was even a point where they slipped into a wild-card spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston had passed them uh, in the standings. And so there was a chance that Tampa wasn't even going to be in the same division with you, that Tampa would have ended up in the Metro. Uh, with playing Carolina in the first round. So I mean, you, you didn't know where Tampa was going to be. So it was kind of hard to really kind of dictate your decision on that. Um, secondly, Colorado, while you say they had an easier path, and, and I don't disagree with that, the West was a little bit more top-heavy, the fact of the matter is is they did get a little lucky here, which you always need. Even good teams sure. need luck. Um, and they got lucky in the sense that Binnington was playing great goal for the Blues and mm-hmm. gets knocked out, and then Colorado has a much easier time winning that second round series against the St. Louis team that was poised to to upset them, and then contrarily, and then secondarily. Um, Edmonton upsets Calgary, so you don't have to play the better defensive team and better goaltending team, and it was basically a walkover for Colorado because Edmonton stinks. Okay, yeah. um, I, I say it repeatedly. This Edmonton, like Toronto, will never win until they have defense and goaltending. You can get all the goal scorers you want, you're not winning in the playoffs. It keeps happening to both of those teams. They don't understand why, and it's yeah. it's, it's kind of stupid. So so Colorado did get a little a little bit lucky, but I mean I, I can see what your point is that they had a, certainly had an easier path to the final than Florida did because not just Tampa, but there were other teams in the East that were really good that, that, that could have I mean, if Florida ran up against this Rangers team, they would have had a hard time beating this Rangers team too. I mean, yeah. obviously the Rangers are playing great hockey, right? But here's the thing that I didn't say last week. Oh, boy. If Claude Drew would have gone to Colorado, there's pretty much a zero chance in hell he would have resigned there next year just because of their financial situation. He wants to re-sign in Florida. And Barry Zito said he wants to find a way to keep Claude Giroux in Florida. So when you look at it, not just in the vacuum of this season, but in the looking at it and saying, okay, over the course of the next, this season plus maybe the next two to three, where do I have the best chance of finally winning a Stanley Cup? Florida probably gave you the best odds long-term over multiple years. And so if, it's, if you're looking at it in your, in your vacuum, then maybe, yes, you could be correct. But if you're Claude Giroux and looking at it and saying, okay, I think I want to go there and then I'll stay there, even if we don't win, it, win the cup this year, I think then that's the better choice
1: for him. I don't disagree. Once again, I come back to... It was a vacuum. It was a hockey tweet about a hockey decision. And that's it. That's it. I don't give a shit about any of the other stuff. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Again, like, I don't care. The, the, whole, the whole argument, the argument's right. There is no disputing the argument. In a vacuum, a hockey move for the rest of this year, Colorado was the best choice. They have made it to the Stanley Cup final. They will probably play Tampa. God knows what'll happen. They might still lose there. And then ultimately, I guess none of it matters. But man, like, all this other shit that, like, keeps coming up, this is what drives me nuts. It's like, well, you know, you think about the the next couple of years and you think about the family situation. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Whoa. 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 Yes, I understand that. The human element's very important. I have a family. If I were making a big decision like that, family would be probably the biggest part of it, right? But again, when we analyze hockey from a hockey perspective and say, where is the guy's best chance to win? I don't think there's disputing that Colorado was the best pick. All the other factors figured in, Florida was the best decision for him. He made the best call for him and his family. I don't fault him for that. I don't give a shit either way. The Flyers got something for their captain. And there was a chance that if he decided to get very petty, he could have said, facilitate the trade or don't, and I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to leave in the offseason and then you get nothing for him. So, like, I don't care. I don't care. I hope he's happy. I hope that his family's happy. I hope he finds success with Florida or with, like, Ottawa if he goes home. I don't give a shit. But I have to say, Ant, this is the thing that drives me nuts. I don't remember there ever being a situation like this. Where so many people have whined incessantly about all of the other factors. This person earned their no movement. And this person earned their no trade. And this person this and this and that. And there you don't know their families. I don't give a shit. I don't. I don't. And I don't think anybody else should either. Players are ultimately going to and the NHL is behind. The, the curve in this they're not quite there yet but player empowerment in multiple leagues is getting to be more and more toxic or is getting to be more of a, of a concern for owners it's eventually going to happen in hockey ultimately I don't care these players are going to go where they want to go or they're going to try to force their way to where they want to force and more power to them if that's the way that they get to kind of balance the scales in their favor versus like what the owners get to do and have exponentially you know more control fine but I just find the whole thing so damn exhausting. And again, I hope that the next time a flyer is traded or a player in this league is traded, that everybody shows up with the same energy about the, well, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? The next time a guy gets dealt, and I don't care if it's a good player, right? Like if if James Van Riemsday gets traded, Okay. And people are you know, celebrating out in the streets that, oh, the Flyers got off that $7 million contract, that horrible albatross. I hope all those people who have been bitching and moaning for months about, what about Claude Giroux's family? What about this? I hope those people do a little bit of research, and I hope those people find out, is James Van Reems like going to be happy in Arizona or in Seattle? Is his family going to be happy moving across the country? Is that best for them? Because if not don't come at me with your like virtue signaling bullshit about like this guy, this guy, this guy, do it for everybody. Do it for every player. If we're going to do that, if you're going to do that, cause I'm not, if you're going to do that, if you're listening or if you've been like all, you know, wishy washy, have the same energy for every player that gets dealt. Otherwise you are a whining problem. That's it. That's it. <clears throat> so if you want to leave a five star review, yeah, <laughs> Leave a five star. Tell me I'm an asshole. But do it with a five star review. If you do a one star review or two or three or four, I'm not reading it on the show, but five stars, you can tell me why I'm wrong. You can tell me how I'm like heartless and I'm like the Antichrist or something. Like you can certainly do that. But leave a five star review. We'll read it on next week's show. I don't mean to be rude. Like I, I genuinely don't. I just think that like the energy around it was just so strange from the get go. And and I honestly, you you've covered this team for twenty years. You've been uh around many more teams than i have do you remember there ever being a situation like this that and i know that social media fans the flames like i, I get that like we can't get a fair measure on like the 80s or the 90s how this would have played out but like am did this ha, did this happen with Lindros?
0: yeah i mean Lindros was the lindross is the only comparator and it's not even the same kind of situation it's still kind of comparing apples to oranges I mean, yeah. people people cared where he was going, and, and like I can still remember when the Flyers ended up trading him to New York, it was like, oh my God, you're trading to the Rangers of all places! They can't believe you're trading to the Rangers. Um, uh, and there was a lot of uh, you know upset fans at that time. Um, but there were t- there were sides. People really like dug in. There were people who took sides with the team. There were people who took sides with Lindros. Um, so it was it was a real it was a real it was different kind of scenario back then. I could only imagine what that would have been like in a social media generation. Sure. It would have been insanity. It would have been absolute insanity at, in, in at that time. But that's really the only other one flyer related, anyway. I mean,
1: I, I mean, <laughs> I can't think of anybody from. I can't think of the, the Phillies. Even when they, remember when they dealt when they dealt like Utley and Rollins. Nah, right? I mean that, like, those, it, those guys, but that those was, guys
0: had already won. You gotta remember those guys won. True. So if you want to go, bef- you got to go before them. Um, so I would I would go back to like Scott Rowland. Um, who didn't want to play here anymore. He kind of kind of forced his way out. Iverson, was, was, well, Iverson
1: didn't win, but like they, they traded him to Denver, and that was kind of whatever. Yeah, I mean, he I mean, kind you, of you run go his with
0: some of the fans. Schilling, Barkley. Um, <coughs> Sorry. There weren't really trades back in the day in football. They just didn't happen. They, they, they happen a lot more now than they did. They just, People
1: were upset when, like, T.O. did his thing and, like, ultimately forced his way out of town. But, like, I don't think that's, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I just don't remember this ever being. And, and maybe it's because the guy was the captain for so long. And, like, people my age who happen to use social media, like, that was the guy. Like, we watched him as he came up as a younger player. And there was all this kind of hope. And, like, he was the best player on this team for a decade and all that. And, like, maybe there's just, like, more of an emotional tie. And I don't know if I've just, like, become, uh, like, desensitized to all of that kind of stuff at this point. But like I just I, I think it's I just think it's strange. And it's fine. Fans can be fans. I'm not telling fans not to be fans. You can be a fan however you want. I just I just think it's I think the whole thing is just strange. That's it. Fair. Again, I did I or did I not say on this show many times, we hope that there was no family issue in terms of like extended family about like having to move away from people who might have like been dealing with illness. Or, like, there, there were elderly family members that they're going to have to move away from. And, like, we did the whole humanized thing. It's just, like, this is I, this is kind of like social media, right? Like, you can say something in support of a person or group. And if you don't say enough of it, or if you don't go as far as, you know, another small part of that group want you to go, then you didn't do enough. I don't know. I just, I, I have to tell you, Ant, he's not coming back here. Uh, we don't know who the coach is. We don't know which coach is going to come here. Um, there are decisions to be made. I will tell you, I'm a little bit more positive about this team next year than I was last week. Do you know why? Why is that? Because I'm somehow talking myself back into, well, you know, you make the playoffs and you never know it'll happen. Well, I keep telling I'm you. not actually talking myself into that. I will not. I will never be that kind of fan. I absolutely, I refuse. I don't know I why. it's stupid. I think it's insane. I don't insane. know why. In this, sport, it happen- In this sport, it happens more than any other. Didn't happen this year. I want to see next year. I need a bigger sample size. What do you mean it didn't happen
0: this year? Didn't happen
1: this year. What place
0: place was Tampa in in their division?
1: I don't care. What place were were the Rangers in in their division? They're an anomaly. Hold on. What place was Edmonton in in their division? Tampa Bay, two-time, fake team. You said fake team. Tampa Bay, two-time defending Stanley Cup champion. They don't care. My point
0: is, is of the final four teams, only Mm -hmm. one of them, Colorado, won their division. Sure. Only one of the Final Four won their division. Now, Mm -hmm. to be fair, no wild cards made it this year. So if you want to sit there and say, well, you shouldn't battle for the wild card. Look, see, it did not happen. The wild card didn't get there. Okay, Mm -hmm. fine. That's fine. This year did not happen. But you did have two third-place teams from their division get to the Final Four, meaning they beat the second-place team and the first-place team in their division in the playoffs to get to the Final Four. It, 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 I come back to
1: star. I come back to star-driven. I, I I wonder if what we're starting to see is a push toward the star-driven league. I don't think you'll get. that. I, I'll tell you why you're
0: seeing that. Why you're seeing that,
1: and, and Dude, you're please, not wrong. Please do. This is listen. Yeah. This is a good. This is a good like hour into the show conversation. I'm glad we got here. Go ahead. You
0: no, know, no, no. You're you're not wrong because you're see. The reason you're seeing it is because the league has had a flat cap for for four years now, because the cap doesn't keep going up. So teams are having a hard time building beneath the stars, right? So at yep. this point, the stars have to dictate what's happening. So the teams with the star players right now are going to be the ones that are going to be most successful. Because you can't really put a team, build the team underneath it because the guys who you, would norm, who you used to build with, they've gotten to a point where they're good enough to make more money. And so now they have to go somewhere else because you can't afford to keep them because of – you know, what what's beneath? So so therefore you the teams that have the star players, right in this moment, and that's I think that's why a lot of what you're seeing this year is the teams that have those best players, those big name players, are the ones that are succeeding. That once sense. that cap starts going up again, and so you might have one more year of this next year, but once that cap starts going up again in twenty-four, twenty-five, I think you'll start to see it revert back. Hockey will never be the NH will never be the NBA. It's not a, it's 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 too much. It's ingrained in these kids from too young of an age at how much team matters mm-hmm. over individual that you will never see the individual dictate wh- who's, you know, oh, we're going to put together a dream team. We're going to put together a super team. It won't happen in hockey just because from such a young age, they are taught that the team comes first and that the individual comes second. I, I think that you're right Tora- in well, this yeah, moment. Toronto,
1: Toronto's not a good one because they had two that they had drafted in. And- yeah, no, okay, I, it okay. just
0: doesn't have. I mean, Tavares was the only guy that they brought in.
1: Yeah, but that but he's. What I'm saying is, he was the only free agent. The other two were drafted and 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 theoretically like developed by the the team. Yeah. So it doesn't work there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's
0: fair. It's fair. Here's same the problem. thing with Edmonton. Same Here's, thing with Colorado. I mean, all those
1: guys were all drafted. Here's the problem with me. You know, being me being me, and, and some people say I'm a troll. Uh, this year we could write off as an anomaly, if it reverts back to the mean next year. There might be one one more year like this. I know you said said that, but that's why. See, that's good for somebody like me because if it happens again, then it goes from anomaly to a small sample size. And if it happens again, then we've got proof of concept. So we're already a third of the way there. (laughs) And in a few years, I can look back and say, "Oh like, yeah, I was right. Or if I'm wrong... Uh, I'll just never mention it again. Never mention it. So there's it again. always that. There's always <laughs> that. People are gonna have to like mark this and they're gonna have to like mine it in two years, like when we're not on Twitter and we're on like some other weird social media platform trying to promote the show, it'll be fine. All right. Hey, I said to you what did I say to you? I want I want you to pull back the curtain. What did I say to you when I proposed doing a show on Thursday night? What did I what did I say? You just wanted to do twenty minutes to get something up. Because I like the idea of consistency and we always get we, always we like get messages great. on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram if we don't put a show out. Where's Snow the Goalie? That's not BS. And and again, we greatly appreciate the thousands of people who listen to the show every week. I think it's great. I love it. Absolutely love it. We are I think you and I, from where we built this thing from nothing to that, we didn't like inherit a, a listener base from a, like another show or from like other people. And that's not a shot, by the way. Like that that happens in sports podcasts. It happens regular podcasts. I go to like my one of my favorite podcasts, Reply All, is about to like stop or cease or something. They had like a there's a whole thing like a year ago or two years ago, like a big scandal thing. And they they removed one of the co-hosts who's now doing another podcast which is actually really good, Crypto Island. Very good. Um but like you 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 can have a scenario where like you inherit a listener base that was built on the backs of other people and like that's good. And like that can be good for you if you can maintain that. And like to some extent, like we kind of have that with Crossing Broadcast. Like we that was a show that was built on me and Lefko and and Kyle. And then we kind of rolled with it and we we did more stuff with that. And like it's nice when you can inherit that. But like for us here, we started with a listener base of zero and we've grown it to thousands of listeners, and it's awesome, and we're very happy. And like, despite the fact that this team isn't good or hasn't really been good for the vast majority of the time we've done the show, here we are. And it's kind of nice. So I feel like we kind of owe it to the people who have been with us from day one, and even the people who are with us today for the first time ever, who for some reason have listened to an hour and 10 minutes of the show, we kind of owe it to them to put out a show and look at it. Instead of it being 20 minutes, we've done over an hour. There's some solid hockey conversation in there. There's a little bit of sensationalist nonsense from you. And... uh, (laughs) And, and look, we, we had like a fun little episode here and I hope people enjoyed it. And I hope that, you know, when you listen to this, if, it's, if you're like a night owl and you're listening to it when I put it up on uh, YouTube or on any of the podcast feeds uh, late Thursday night, if you're listening, you know, God bless you. Thank you so much. Uh, if you don't believe in God, you know, tree bless you or whatever. And I think that's great. And if you're listening to it on Friday, you know, thank you. If you're listening Saturday, Sunday, Monday, like whenever you listen, some people don't listen in the first day or two. It's always fun to kind of like watch the listener arcs, uh, yep. and to see, like, does a social media post kind of, like, propel it higher? It's always fun. to I, I love watching that kind of stuff as it plays out. But, yeah, thank you to those of you who listen. Um, our good pal Bundy has been, like, back and forth. He is all in on this Ice Wars venture, and he is busting his ass over there, and he will be we back. We might be all in on the Ice Wars I know. Venture. Well, and he will be back. I just want to give people an idea. Like, Bundy has, like, not gone anywhere. He hasn't been here for the last two weeks, but he's he's off, like, trying to build that thing into this massive juggernaut and he'll be back so don't worry yeah um, I mean, we,
0: we, we've been getting te- So just, just so people know I mean I don't want to get into specifics I'm not going to get into specifics then don't then don't all I'm going to say is we've been getting texts about what's going on with Ice Wars and yes and how it's growing and mm-hmm. potential involvement for well okay down the, uh, down the road let's...
1: Yeah. I'm that's, to all, that's all. Edit. That's all. We I'm we're Just a little bit. You know. As always, we're happy. Uh, it grows that audience, ha- Russ. That's, 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 that's called we're, marketing. And, and we are happy. We are happy to do the show. Uh, I hope that everybody who listened enjoyed it. I hope that we explained some, some thoughts and some thought processes a little bit better. Maybe the Flyers will have a coach next week. If they don't, I, I honestly am beyond the point of getting upset that they don't have a coach. A, just somebody put just it out Just have a put coach put... by the regular season. Let me just That's <laughs> all I ask.
0: Let me just say Regular this. Regular season. I don't for
1: training camp. I don't need a coach for training camp. Let the guys <laughs> roll the pucks out. Just roll them out. All right, them don't practice drop the on pucks. Their own. actually roll them. Roll them on their side. You <laughs> yeah. know like here's my my uh, so, my Galaxy pods thing, right? Uh, case. Just roll the pucks out. I don't even care. Just opening night have a head coach. That's all I ask for.
0: So the the, the NHL frowns upon teams not in the Stanley Cup finals making news during the Stanley Cup final. So unless Barry Trotz decides to go to a team in the next three days, three to four days, as long as this Tampa-New York series is still going on, um, because he's got to go first, and then all the chips will yeah. start to all the dominoes will fall into place behind it, right? I mean, it'll be very fast moving beyond that. Unless he makes that decision in the next three to four days, there won't be an announcement until after the Stanley Cup final is over for any team.
1: I meant to throw this out to you because I've seen this on Twitter. I don't remember who did it. I'm sorry if I did. I would I would cite you. There There is a small segment of the fan base that seems to believe that the Flyers have their coaching decision already made, but they don't want to announce it until Barry Trotz announces because they don't want the public blowback of hiring somebody who's not Barry Trotz. I don't think that's true. Like no. I. I think even if, like, say conceptually they're like, John is our guy. I think it's more that they wouldn't announce it because of, like, the league protocol and, like, the league's kind of, like, you know, unofficial standing on things than it is that they don't want to hire John Tortorella and then have fans go, "I hire Barry Trotz. You should have paid him more. I can't imagine that's happening, right? No, unless, no,
0: it's not happening, as a matter of fact, because I know that they're bringing, again, they, I know they had an interview today, um, and that they're bringing people back uh, for second interviews, so like I I know the process is ongoing, um, and and so that theref- so therefore that 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 is a false report. It's a false narrative, um, for lack of a, I mean, guys, I don't I guess it's not being reported. It's just more of a narrative. Um, and even if they know, even if Barry Trotz has told them, yeah, I'm not picking you guys. They would never put that out publicly, yeah. Because they could always go back to him if he hasn't made a decision yet and say, "Well, we've changed our mind. We'll, we'll make it nine million. We'll make it whatever." I mean, you know what I'm saying, you know, I'm just yeah. saying. Like, I mean, they can always do that, right? They can always go back and make the guy think about it again. Mm-hmm. So until until he actually comes out and says where he's going. They the Flyers want they're not going to hire and then nobody else is either. I mean everybody who wants Barry Trotz is waiting. I mean do you, is anybody else getting grief? Are the Dallas Stars getting grief? Are the Vegas Knights getting grief? Are the Detroit Red, Detroit Red Wings who are GM whose GM is Steve Eiserman who's fantastic? Are they getting grief that they haven't hired a coach yet? Like I mean, just let's be honest, people. I mean yeah the Flyers are in the same boat with all these other teams, and they're waiting for one guy to make his decision, and then they'll all make their decisions.
1: What if the bell of the ball decides to just go home and not go to prom at all? That's Can possible. you imagine? Can you imagine it's after possible. all of this? Barry Trotz just says, yeah, I don't want to coach. I'm taking he, a year off. He may not. He may not want to. Holy smokes. Can you imagine, though, what a wild scenario that would be? All right. I think it's time, Ant. I do. It is. I think it's. I think it's time. I will just uh, you know let people know that you can listen to Snow the goalie wherever you get your podcast. That's Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, Google Podcasts. I don't know if we're on Pandora, but I don't know who listens to podcasts on Pandora. If you do, by all means, leave a five-star review. Tell me not only am I a jerk, but also that I I downplayed the importance of Pandora Podcasts. If we're on there, cool, just let us know. Remember that you can ask any of your smart devices to play the newest episode of Snow the Goalie or Snow the Goalie of Flyers podcast. One of them needs that little extra layer of specificity, but that's fine. It's no big deal. You can do it. I believe in you. Um, And then you can also watch the You're not going to tell them which one that is? It's Alexa. I'm just saying, I mean, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to screw up. Alexa, play the wheels on the bus. Somebody's cursing me right now because I just, I just activated their Echo Dot. I'm very (laughs) happy about that. I did that to Video Guy Craig. I forgot to tell you this. I did it like a week ago. Uh, I said, hey, do you have any smart devices in your house? He goes, yeah, I have have an Echo. (laughs) And I did that. And uh, he was so mad because in the background, I could just hear the wheels on the bus playing. Uh, anyway, you can listen to us hands-free with any of your smart devices. You can listen wherever you get your podcast. You can go over to YouTube.com slash Crossing Broad. There's a uh, a whole playlist of every episode in the last month or two um, of Snow the Goalie. Also, interviews that we've done in the past with former players and coaches and executives. You can go back and kind of like dive into that archive if you so choose. There are, if you're really bored, if for some reason you're you're bored and you decide to go back and like, mine all the good and bad takes we've had over the last like four years, three years, however many years it's been for, uh, you can go back and you can find some other interviews that we've done that didn't make the YouTube cut. Jordan wheel, who had the funniest story about his favorite, um, hockey arena to play in. That one will live in infamy. The Dale Weiss interview that led to him getting cut the next day. That is, uh, in the archive in the podcast feed as well. So, um, go listen there. Watch the show. You can it's follow been us. More,
0: it's been more than four years, Russ. No, we, we started. Started in, we started in March of eighteen. It's now yeah. June of. It's now June of twenty-two. So it's so it's over been four, four, four. Well, okay,
1: so four plus. Yeah, it's okay. four plus. Yeah. We're into four our plus. fifth year. That's gross. That feels weird. I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Snow the Goalie. You can find Ant at AntSanPhilly. San Philly. You can find me at Joy on Broad. Remember, all of those links are in the description of the episode, so you don't even have to go out of your podcast app to subscribe and all that. Uh, We have that link tree thing that we put out with the podcast. You can go there and click all the buttons and follow all the people, and you can do the subscribing thing and all that. So we have that for you as well. If you made it an hour and 19 or so minutes into the podcast, again, bless you. Thank you so much for listening. I don't know why you listened to the end, but I do appreciate it, and Anthony appreciates it. Make sure... You go over to Apple Podcasts, even if you don't like Apple Podcasts, even if you don't listen there. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. You can leave nice words for Ant, maybe nice words for Bundy. If you have a nice word for me, sure. If you want to flame me, again, remember, you have to leave a five-star review. I will read it. You can say that I am the worst person. Replace this guy with insert the name of podcast hosts elsewhere. uh, Let Anthony's son host the show with him. Uh, let Anthony uh, burp into the microphone whenever Russ should have talked. I will read that on the show. But it Dan has Marcus, be a five are, to a you, are you
0: listening? Dan Marcus, yeah, are you listening?
1: Five-star review. <laughs> has to be a five-star review. Otherwise, it doesn't get read. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Anyway, for Ant, I'm Russ. Thanks for listening to Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast. Anthony, uh, chances that somebody uh, launches a Flyers podcast this year, is there a chance? We're still the only one. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe? Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Eh, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. All right. That's it for this week. We'll talk to you again next week here on Snow the Goalie.